0: and welcome to the second episode of Short Box Summary. I am one of your hosts, George Loftus, joining me through the magical tubes of the internet, my best friend, Fabio Santana. Fabio, how are you?
1: Still in these tubes, George. I'm just trying to get to you as fast as possible.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, man, I like to think of the internet as like the weird uh, banking things, you know, where you like the pneumatic pump where you like put a check in at the drive-thru and it just shoots up.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, like like Futurama.
0: Exactly like Futurama, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's how the internet works. Also, Tubes and Futurama. Yes. And Banks. It's the only three. They all share a very exclusive thing. <laughs> There's yeah. nothing else that I can think of in the world that wor- works that way.
0: Got my favorite documentary of the future, Futurama.
1: Yeah, just just way cooler than the actual future.
0: Yeah, it's cool. I mean, we still got, like, what, uh, 900 and... 89 no 979 years to go before that future
1: well if these damn aliens come out of the sky maybe they'll actually fucking help us get that far george yeah i don't tom, know if we'll make it
0: tom DeLong, you need to do more uh you're doing a lot but you need to do more Yeah, I expected more from Blink-182's former frontman.
1: This isn't to uh, get on a tangent, but also Tom DeLonge is a big fan of military contracts that he is trying to sell uh, as part of his alien research. So we know where he's going with
0: this. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought he just wrote, you know, that song back in 98. And I thought he I thought it was just a hobby you know like
1: uh a... right like kind of like when ashton kutcher uh went from punking people to like punking pedophiles and like getting them arrested
0: i mean he's doing like legitimate good work so <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's good shit
1: it's way better he, 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 he you know he's like failing upward it's great yeah uh,
0: yeah i guess i, I mean, mean he fail- failed
1: and then he went up you know like Failure of... still
0: seems like a strong word. Like I, I think he just, uh, as they say in basketball, moved into a different uh, part of his career, different phase of his career. You know. When okay, someone...
1: I have a question though: Is was Punked good, or did we just like Punked?
0: That's a great question. As, <laughs> as someone who watched an episode of Viva La Bam on his PSP the other day, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say we liked Punked. Okay. Good.
1: Yeah that 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 was my point. He failed. <laughs>
0: All right, (laughs) that was that was just like one of the pots he was stirring was punked. You know, he was also in a series of aggressively average movies, which I have a soft Mm -hmm. spot for a few of them.
1: I can't think of one movie that Ashton Kutcher's been in.
0: A Lot Like Love, Just Married, No Strings Attached, Butterfly Effect. Viva Las Vegas. All right. Like that one with him and Cameron Diaz, right? I'm waiting
1: for Ashton Kutcher to have some weird, like Marvel role at some point in the future. Since either everyone we- is just begging for it,
0: either weird Marvel role or like a like a Netflix miniseries, something like that, like a something dark, something ominous, something brooding for him to to really sort of flex that muscles
1: yeah or you know alternatively just keep finding pedophiles because that's also probably way better than acting that's in great it's movies. it's great work yeah yeah stop good job. Stop,
0: stop sex traffickers. somebody should yeah
1: someone's got to do it
0: all right um well that brings us <laughs> i think that's enough that's enough uh <laughs> enough of an intro. I think uh, this is short Box summary. This is a, a new podcast started by Fabio and I, uh, and we're talking about comic books, specifically at least what I hope to bring to the table. Talking about the early to mid two thousands Marvel slate of comic books, and Fabio is new to that, so I'm bringing him along for the ride. We're also going to take some detours. We're going to talk about other stuff, other important stories. Fabio is relatively new to comics, so anytime he has a question, I would love to just. Hop down a weird path, hey George. Like, what what was up with Infinite Crisis? What was up with Identity Crisis? Are there any DC stories that focus on this character? I would love to show you everything I know about comics.
1: Or like more important questions, like why Daredevil sometime yellow and sometime red?
0: Great question. That was the the yellow costume was his original costume, and it's supposed to be bright and uh, attractive to children. Not in, like, a sexual way, just in, like, yeah, sorry, we were just talking about sex traffickers. I just yeah. meant, like, <clears throat> you know, like, in terms of just, like, a a bright, flashy uniform that was supposed to be, like, hey, who's that character with the bright colors? That's what I meant. Um, well, there's a reason that, like, most fast food companies use a lot of the same colors, and it's supposed to be, like, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's. Like, the reason they all use yellow is because of the archetype that's supposed to, like, make you feel when you when you see it. And I think there's like an association that happens there between food and the color yellow, like uh, like McDonald's French fries specifically. Um,
1: yeah, he's like a big old McDonald.
0: Yeah. And then they were like, you know what? We're just going to change him into a Bloody Mary. And then they were like, that's a good idea for a villain. Let's introduce a character named Typhoid Mary. What? It, yeah.
1: Who the fuck is Typhoid Mary?
0: See, this is the weird tangent. That sounds to like down. the
1: really bad like storm that nobody wants to bring up anymore.
0: She's a pretty crazy villain. I'm actually okay. I think if we do end up talking about uh, some Daredevil stuff that I don't think you've read, we will absolutely talk about Typhoon Mary. (sighs) Uh, But that brings us to this second episode, which is our first sort of spinoff episode. Uh, We got some listener questions, believe it or not. We've recorded one episode and we haven't even released it. But we asked for questions and we got some between recording (laughs) and recording
1: yeah long time fans have asked but, these questions between
0: between recording our first episode and recording this one we've gotten some questions and so speaking of ashton kutcher in the marvel cinematic universe <laughs> uh from mj pank on twitter our first question will can marvel do a fully original storyline or introduce an entirely new hero in their films as opposed to just interpretations of existing material great question phenomenal question George, start... have
1: there been any already? Have we had any new characters like added to movies just for fucking flair? Like, you I'm know how sh- Lord of the Rings has Legolas?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was the one thing missing from the books. Was Yeah, uh... no one asked for him. <laughs> it, was a, it was a sniper elf. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, he was cool, but like Tom Bombadil. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know. Um, I'm gonna say that
0: there can be. I'm trying to think right now. I'm going through like all the MCU movies in my head, and there have been characters that have been like radically redefined. Sure. Um, most recently, Flag Smasher in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That was a sort of modern interpretation of like the concept, the conceit of Flag Smasher and what uh, what that idea represents, as opposed to the actual character. Right. But I'm thinking now, like. There absolutely has to be, at some point, an original character. One thing that really stands out to me... Fabio, do you remember the X-Men Legends game on GameCube?
1: Hell yeah. I um, have it. Yeah, you Somebody do. sent it to me, George. It was me. Listeners,
0: it was <laughs> me. Alright, so in the X-Men Legends game, you play as Wolverine and Cyclops in the first level, if I'm not mistaken. But you come across a mutant who sort of sets off the beginning of the story, an incredibly powerful mutant named Magma. And if I remember correctly, she was actually a new character created for the game who was then sort of brought into the Marvel comic universe because she proved popular enough with players who enjoyed the game. I can totally see something like that happening where it's just sort of supposed to be like a new point of view. One thing that I think is interesting is we're getting like a Miss Marvel show coming out soon. And that was like a brand new character as of 2015, I want to say. And she really embodies just like Gen Z. As far as I can tell. I don't know.
1: God, I hate it already. <laughs> she is
0: a very cool, interesting character because she is like the first time like a fan of the comics has like gotten powers and become a hero. So she's supposed to be like a a vessel for the reader who is familiar with all these people who has questions like she is like a fanfic writer. She has like a blog just like telling stories about all these Famous characters who are now like her co-workers, her colleagues, like as a superhero in the community. And so I can totally see like something like that, like a modern sort of twist or I guess postmodern twist sort of like put in to the MCU. As for a completely original story that I don't know about, just because a big part of why these movies I think are successful is because they're leveraging existing IP. And so there's already a sort of like built in marketing behind them.
1: So I, I'm thinking there there was one with Marvel and then it got its own comic book. And now it seems like there's more references to it being used in the MCU, which is Big Hero 6. Um, That was a brand new story that I know of. It wasn't like ever like it was it was originated from that movie. And then from there, like comics were born. But it was like a Marvel movie. I'm pretty sure the comic came out first really yeah learning something new i really thought that that was like the first instance of it
0: no that was uh that okay was based off uh based off a of property
1: oh. i never i never
0: read the comic but i know okay it, i know that it exists what um,
1: that's crazy okay so then never mind about that <laughs> then the only other thing um i guess yeah you brought up a good point with video games um i think that that's like been the one place where i've seen new heroes uh or like villains added like the batman games absolutely have some random new characters correct or were those also established characters
0: those have also been established char- i mean th- there might Even be the arkham s- knight there might be some arkham knight is basically a character from the comics
1: damn see yeah. i just don't know enough about it i assume that these were all made because i'd never heard of any of them I mean, not all of them did not
0: go by the name Arkham Knight in the comics, but it is a from the comics.
1: Okay, okay. So maybe it doesn't exist then. It's never going to happen, Pink.
0: This is an interesting question, though. Just because it uh, towards the end of the podcast, the first episode, the first issue, I talked about um, like in the future, like referring to the movies themselves as life (sighs) and the comics themselves as art, and so just like that balance of life imitating art, art imitating life, just for the sake of using a comparison sort of quickly and off the cuff. And because a lot of the film interpretations are so radically different, I'm wondering if that almost becomes like the new continuity going forward, you know? Right. So like a formative experience for Peter Parker, for example, was he was dating this woman named Gwen Stacy and Gwen Stacy was killed by the green goblin when he threw her off a bridge and Peter managed to shoot a web down and catch her. Uh, but because he didn't shoot enough webbing down, uh, the sudden stop with his webbing actually caused her neck to break, and that's how mm-hmm. she died. So that was a super, super important moment for, for Peter, and the whole idea of women being used as plot devices and their deaths being used as plot devices, their their trauma, their torture being used as things to help men grow, that argument aside, because I agree, like, that needs to change, like, that can't be the only motivator in someone's life. Um They just completely did away with that in the, in the movies. And so like, they basically got rid of Gwen Stacy altogether, like with the Sam Raimi movies in the early two thousands. And uh, even with like the MCU movies, um, they just got rid of Gwen Stacy altogether. So like that formative experience for Peter was just never present. So it was just like, how could Peter really be like a one-to-one translation without that trauma in his life, you know?
1: Right. Right. And then you're never going to make everybody happy either um like even if you did you know like watchman watchman was pretty damn close like it obviously got a lot of things wrong but it was pretty close to like what the what the graphic novel was visually at least um Mm -hmm. some parts felt like they were too similar to the comic to where it just doesn't doesn't work as a movie um but i mean as far as like building up an entirely new character I guess you're like it makes sense that like they would have to have like an established IP for Marvel to even want to fuck with it. Right? Like they they like it's not worth it for them to like build up like an entirely new character um if it's not like tested or if there's not like demand for it.
0: Well that and I think like just the barrier for entry on exploring a new character is just so much lower with a comic book. Than it ever is with a movie, you know. Like when when you talk about like a Marvel produced movie, you're talking about I don't know how much the cheapest one costs, but like it's got to be still like in the hundreds of millions, you know. And like that's just like such a big ask for a studio to 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 go with something unproven, technically, you know. Like even if that is like a drastic word, it is still an accurate word. And so if they can pump out even like a three to six issue miniseries like introducing a new character or even just like a new character that's in an already ongoing series you know um and sort of test fan reaction to that i think that is probably just a safer play for for marvel in general
1: yeah uh i saw that they are making a moon Knight show on disney plus so (laughs) see how that goes (laughs) is that the one with oscar isaac I'm not sure. I just saw the announcement of it uh, or that, the, you know, that I just saw like there was an image for it. And I it, I saw that it was going to be on Disney plus, but uh, yeah. So I guess be open to interpretation. I think
0: what makes the Moon Knight show idea so interesting is that there's just been so many different interpretations of Moon Knight over the years. So they got a lot to pull on. So I'm excited to see which one they sort of commit to, because I will eventually become just like the head cannon for people True. when it comes to the character. That's a good point. Again, because I think like the MCU and like anything on film is like what's considered the actual canon. You know, like that's like wh- how it really happened.
1: Right, 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 right. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: And I mean, that's basically what uh, what Star Wars did, right? Like, only the movies happened. You know, the thirty years of novels, the thirty years of comics, games. None of that stuff actually right. happened <laughs> as soon as Disney got it.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Um, Yeah, the movies are what is it's gonna I mean if you look at the like how many people watch those movies, it's just ridiculous. Like I I think um there was like at least a year or so where like that those were like the top like the only top grossing movies were like all Marvel movies. Yeah. Yeah, that that makes sense though. That that's a fair point.
0: I'm a huge comic book nerd. Even I'm getting a little sick of like the Marvel formula. You know, like I'm trying to remember the last time I got excited for a movie that didn't star a superhero.
1: Right, right. Or an adaptation, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: of some sort.
0: Kind of, yeah. I'm just like, hey, man, Fury Road was a lot of fun in theaters. Give me, give me another thing like that, like wow me the way Fury Road did. All right. Um. So, question number two. This is from at JelloArm on Twitter. Thank you for reaching out, Jello Arm. After reading this event, do you think there are any Avenger iterations that uh, would have borne the event significantly differently? Which team and how? So, Fabio, we read Avengers Disassembled. Can you imagine any other characters being there or any other Avengers team? Do you think anyone was missing? Hmm. I know you're less familiar with... uh...
1: Yeah. Uh... So where was the Hulk at this time?
0: The Hulk at this time. Let's see. Where was the Hulk? We're coming up very close to when Hulk was like sent off earth
1: and, okay. the, planet,
0: and the planet Hulk story takes place. Okay. We're very close to that, but we're not quite there yet.
1: Okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who like, cause like I said, I, I'm not super familiar with the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah i mean considering that it was it took place in new york i'm a little surprised like spider-man wouldn't have been a little more present at the time but then again i don't know where he what he was up to like how close he was to the avengers at the time
0: yeah he showed up and there was actually like a line where someone's like what are you even doing here and he was like i was on the
1: avengers for a second <laughs> like- yeah yeah <laughs> and considering he was in new york you know i'm just surprised that he wouldn't have like had a little bit like everyone got there at the same time like how the fuck (laughs) (laughs) there's no way they all could have managed that
0: that is i think like one of the problems with superheroes and like an interconnected universe you know because like you talk about like why does superman need a justice league like he's fucking superman you know and so i think that's really interesting where it's just like yeah dr strange was able to like figure out the magic but like are you telling me reed richards the smartest person on the planet couldn't have deduced that it was magic and not like any other type of? problem or whatever you know that like showed up and and messed things up this badly for everyone I mean
1: to be fair Carl Sagan probably would have done the exact same thing (laughs) like he really hated any type of like uh, supernatural or like pseudo scientific uh, shenanigans he didn't like it he didn't like the silly business George sure but
0: that's also like I don't know I think the concept of ghosts is more fun than the concept of like light carbon monoxide poisoning you know
1: oh sure yeah but i mean like it's just it's interesting that like yeah yeah i don't know like it i think that that was like at least from the movies like that i remember like doc well i'm going off on a tangent here but like i like dr strange was kind of like a non-believer sure yeah (laughs) you know in the way that he was portrayed and um you know just some rich asshole doctor surgeon that just gets paid a shit ton of money that doesn't really seem to care as about much about people as much as his own ego mm-hmm. um so like for him to take that turn and like actually open up to like science uh or like you know break open science and like look into like the magic arts like that that's rare for like a character of that type so that's fair considering that reed richard hangs out with a rock man <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really think a lot of other Avengers teams could have been here. Like, I think there probably could have been, like, a more classical interpretation of the team. Like, I think the one person that was really missing was Thor, but there was already, like, a Thor ongoing at the time. And, like, he was dealing with Ragnarok. Like, that Thor comic, the final story was called Ragnarok. It was a six-parter. I didn't think it was very good, but it was literally about the end of Norse mythology. Was that so the, the
1: one where no that's not the one. I was thinking what which which Thor comic was it where he had to face like the three different versions of himself. It was like his present self, his past self and his future self.
0: Oh, uh, that was the Jason Aaron run. That that, oh, shit okay. was really, that shit was really good. I
1: did read that. It was very good.
0: That one's really good, but that one is like probably at this point 11 years away.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Okay, okay, okay.
0: Um and so there is actually no Thor comic for like two or three years like after this story that took place uh, contemporaneously with Avengers Disassembled um, but I okay. think the team that was present did a really good job of representing different aspects of the Avengers like you had Iron Man uh, the Wasp uh, Yellow Jacket who was Hank Pym like the original Ant-Man uh, Captain America like you had all like the classic big faces and then you had the new faces like Captain like um, Kennedy Lee or whatever her name was Kelsey Lee um you had scott lang and jack of hearts like everyone was present and it represented just like the end of an era yeah i think in, in that regard did a really good job because they brought back like a classical approach to the avengers in 1998 when this volume started and then things kind of went off the rails a little bit and that's how you got like some of the weirder characters on the team um and this was basically marvel being like no we're done with that like we're gonna do something completely different like this isn't working so we are going to
1: blow it up here's a random question yeah at what point do you think comic book companies um like publishers would get to a point where they just do kind of blow up the series and obviously they're not going to get rid of Batman, but at what point will because they've done you know like I've seen the Batman ink ones the there's like tons of different you know off shoots of it, but do you think that they'll ever like retire like a mainline story entirely? Do you think we'll ever get to a point post Batman? <laughs>
0: uh, I think they have. And I think they will. Uh, one thing that's like tough about comics is that like a new issue is coming out next month, you know? Right. And so they love a good status quo because the way we are talking about people complaining about this comic being too different from the one I was reading 20 years ago,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, is that people don't like change. I think comic book nerds specifically don't like change. Um, and so like that, that makes it tough, but like some things have changed permanently. And so like there was the original Robin to Batman, right? You had Dick Grayson and then he was actually allowed to like age and grow up. And then he became Nightwing, who's like his right. own great character. And I think Marvel's in a really exciting position where I think they're going to be able to do that with Peter Parker soon. Like I think Miles Morales is going to become the quintessential Spider-Man and Peter Parker is going to get to like live his life and and be a grown-up.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, kind of just like uh, embracing the new. Yeah, like there's so there. You're right. Yeah, they're with they've they've introduced the idea of like so many different universes, which is why I uh, always struggle with knowing how to read comics. Yeah, no, it's confusing, um, man. They yeah, make it,
0: they make it purposely confusing, and if you're in it, that's really cool. But not everyone's in it, and people are curious and they want to check it out, but they don't know where to start because comic book companies go out of their way to make it fucking hard to figure out where to start
1: right i mean there might be black superman so like you know that they, like they're, there's room to like start over
0: <laughs> i'm super excited about that and i think people are asking good questions and they're like so is this going to be kal L or is this going to be calvin ellis you know like is this is this going to be superman or is this going to be like a different interpretation of superman and i, I think that's really an interesting conversation because it's like Are we going to have, like, the thing that's known, Kal-El, like, the thing that everyone understands is Superman? Are we going to have that be a black man for the first time ever? Or are we going to take this character that is Calvin Ellis, who is, for all intents and purposes, Superman of a different Earth, or are we going to bring him to prominence? Like, are we going to bring the idea of, like, a DC multiverse? Is that going to be the story? Is that going to be the focus where we're just like, no, there's other versions. Like, you, you, everything you know is so small compared to everything that exists in the realm of fiction. You know, like, that's that seems to be the conversation. I think that's super exciting. And like uh, the best part is I don't think there's like a wrong answer, you know? Yeah. I'll be just as excited to see a Calvin Ellis story as I am a black kell story story. Um,
1: yeah. I mean like, yeah. Like, is it going to be like one for one kind of thing where it's like, he grows up on a farm or is he going to grow up in a town? Like, yeah, yeah. I, that would, that's going to be interesting to see. Um, yeah. I think that there's room to like kind of restart. And I like that because, shit gets old man
0: well it's that and dc even restarted marvel's restarted several times over the past couple years that's actually one of my frustrations with marvel is i feel like they give up on stuff too long and so like one thing i really like about comics is the continuity yeah not just not just like you know uppercase c continuity like i'm i'm talking like literally just like oh i like the fact that like i have new avengers one through 55 Right, Like like the issues you know and then they made a new Avengers volume 2 which was like the same creative team but just starting with a new number one I'm like well that's frustrating but like it was supposed to be like a different feel of the Marvel Universe I'm like okay that one I kind of understand and now it feels like like there were two volumes of X-Men or one volume of X-Men from 1963 all the way through 2013 and we are now on volume six of Uncanny X-Men. So like in the last nine years, there've been five like starts and stops of X-Men. And it's just frustrating, man. Like I would, like, I think it'd be so much cooler if you just had like, if it said issue 670 on on a comic, than just like, issue number three and it's just like well no because like everything you're doing is like so codependent on what has happened before so like just keep it all as part of like the same comic and like i understand why that could be a turnoff for for new readers but it's kind of a turnoff for old readers too you know like they have action comics 1000 and like they just kept going with the numbering even though it was like a new creative team every couple months you know but like they're like no action comics is like a mainstay it's too important to just give up on and, and restart like that
1: Right. Right. Um, yeah. And I mean, that's what happens when you have a bunch of people writing the same story with different sure. interpretations. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess like when you have one writer doing it for like, you know, tens and or tens or twenties years, you know, like you can understand like the consistency or like what weird choices were made. But when you start switching around with so many writers, um, yeah, I mean that makes sense. It's it's gonna r- ruin some of the Bible.
0: Oh, it's not even that, man. It's like strictly the OCD of me being like, okay, so I got Superman one through twenty here, and then they restarted. All right, uh, I got Superman uh, one through seventeen, and then they restarted. Okay, this Superman comic is up to fifty. They're probably gonna restart soon. Like it's just like the frustration of that where I'm just like, right. you, you can't like build a, a a legacy or like a history if you keep restarting all the time. Like that's the part that I find frustrating. Right uh creatively and there's only really so many times
1: you could tell the hero's journey you know there's only so many yeah. like so many moments that like that won't become stale like at some point you kind of have to start like in the middle of something else <laughs> yeah um, yeah it's so I, yeah i think marvel M- miles morales is gonna be a really fun one i think that i think you're right You you hit it on the on the head right there
0: for sure. And in terms of comics, it's the inconsistency of it that, like, frustrates me. So, like, there recently, um, to talk about, like, the stops and restarts, uh, DC Comics in 2012, 2013, somewhere around there, did this thing called The New 52, where they canceled all their books, and then they put out, over the course of a month, 52 brand new issue number ones. And then that was sort of, like, the start of a new universe that, like, took some parts from the old classic stuff and then was trying to tell new stories and then, like, reinterpret and modernize other stories. And then that went on for five years. And then after 52 issues of each of those books, they did this thing called DC Universe Rebirth, where they started a whole bunch, like the the exact same thing, where they just canceled all their books and started with new number ones and sort of like tried to make everything better aligned. And then with DC Rebirth, um, as soon as a new writer came on, Brian Michael Bendis, actually, the guy who wrote this Avengers story that we were talking about in the first issue. Um, as soon as he came on Superman, they gave him a brand new Superman title. And he was on that title for, I want to say like 25 issues around 30 issues, maybe something like that. And now that he's leaving, they're canceling that Superman book and starting a new Superman book at issue number one. Okay. And, um, there was a writer named Tom King who did Batman for like 85 issues, 86 issues, 90 issues, somewhere around there, a lot of issues. And they let that story keep going. Like the new writer who came in, took over the book and they just let him keep going with the numbering. And so like the inconsistency there, bothers right. me right yeah um
1: yeah, yeah i like, then, the, idea is, that. That I like just, the idea that of is, that i like the idea of it is a non-problem i like the idea of a story ending you know i like the idea of like the writer being able to finish what they started and then move on like that's mm-hmm. that's kind of nice because i yeah that makes sense it kind of gives that like that finale and then you move on to the next writer's book you know um right. and their interpretation of it if you're interested or not yeah i like that that makes sense i'd like that formatting
0: See, and look at that. Fabi and I have two completely different opinions on the same thing. <laughs> and uh, It's because I'm a noob. And we don't want to punch each other. Look at that. See, it can't be done, folks. <laughs> comic, comic book nerds ruining everything. Uh, was there anyone you thought was like missing or didn't get a moment from the story? Just to go back to John's question. I know you're mm. a big Moon Knight fan. Do you wish there had been more Moon Knight focus in No. In the
1: story? He didn't have any reason to be in there. Um... Yeah, honestly, I, I was surprised by like the lack of, I guess, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of other other New York heroes. Um, Yeah, where the fuck was Spider-Man, man? You <laughs> should have seen he
0: there, that. He was cracking jokes.
1: Yeah, like, but too late.
0: Yeah, that's a good. There point. was
1: a goddamn explosion that happened outside that tower.
0: Yeah, it's
1: a big ass explosion. He should have known. <laughs> <laughs> He should have seen what happened with Tony. Like, come on. I would have yeah. expected him just like Spider-Man just to be more present because he was part of the Avengers at one point, And then also because he lives in fucking New York.
0: He does live in fucking New York. Um, yeah. Thank you, MJ peng. Thank you. Jello arm for your questions. Really appreciate it. Hopefully we'll hear from you guys again in the future as we record more episodes. Um, Fabio, before we wrap up here, let's talk about what we're reading
1: next. Ooh. Yeah yeah do you want to do the reveal um so we're doing some secret wars we're doing secret war fuck yeah some of them and then not all the secrets just some of them and then uh what's that other one hush
0: pulse (laughs) pulse
1: there we go (laughs) Yeah, some <laughs> Jessica Jones stuff, and I've never read any Jessica Jones, so that's exciting.
0: I am, I'm really excited because this is the first time we're doing a tie-in to a main event, and so I'm really excited to hear what you, as a noob, <laughs> thinks about the tie-in.
1: Yeah, um, like a tie-in. What's 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 who's tied in, George?
0: Uh, so we are reading Secret War by Brian Michael Bendis and Gabriel Del Otto, uh, really nice Italian painter who does some cool shit. And that is a five-issue miniseries from 2004 to 2005. And there is a three- to four-issue tie-in from The Pulse, which is another Brian Michael Bendis comic.
1: It's just going to be Jessica Jones in the background taking a picture of something that happens in Secret Wars. And that's it. (laughs) It's going to be an entire comic leading up to that.
0: So Fabio hasn't read it yet. Uh, (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong with how how most tie-ins go. It's it's really frustrating. Um, But no, uh, for those of you who don't know, there's a tie-in comic is a comic that has nothing to do with the main story, but tangentially ties into it. So in this case, uh, some of the characters involved in secret war are feeling the repercussions of secret war in their own book. And we're going to read house of M soon. We're going to read civil war soon. So we're going to get very familiar with tie-in comics in a, in a very short period of time, but this one is good. This one's starting us off nice and slow. So if you want to read along uh secret war, 1 through 5. It is available as a trade paperback. You can find it on Hoopla, or you can find it uh, at bookstores. Support your local bookstores if you can. Yeah, and 40%. we are also, also going to be reading issues 6 through 9 of The Pulse. I believe that is collected as Jessica Jones, The Pulse. Uh, that was not the original name of the series. But it is collected in a very nice uh, complete collection with the entire series. And that is also available on Hoopla. We're going to try to keep this show as free as possible going forward. So... Read that if you'd like to to join us as we go down the weird, confusing rabbit hole of secret war. I'm excited. Fabio. I'm excited too, man.
1: I'm excited. Yeah, too. I'm very excited.
0: I'm excited too, especially because that's such like a breezy, fast event. Like, uh, I don't know if I have to do like a play-by-play the way I did with Avengers Disassembled. Also, this is a new podcast, so I'm trying to figure out the best format for, for this, so. have any yeah we'll figure it out we might just read it all like in a
1: theatrical way oh my god just read out the entire thing as a play just do a radio play that'd be fun yeah it's like hg wells but for fucking old marvel comics that people read at one point
0: yeah bitch get ready (laughs) secret war of the worlds (laughs) (laughs) all right fabio it was good to see you thank you so much for helping me dissect those questions
1: yeah thank you we'll see please, you guys soon
0: please feel free to reach out to us with questions at purplebird616 that'll be the main feed for the show thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you soon
1: au revoir i'll see you in another life brother <laughs> brought it back i brought it back baby. he's not dead health check has passed oh i have a warning fuck
0: <laughs> all right give, give us uh, a couple, couple seconds of silence and we'll kick things off hello everyone and welcome to the second ever episode of Shortbox summary i am one of your ho that that
1: hoist the black flag <laughs>